Hello, all, and welcome to the Fantasy and Sci-Fi Fanatics podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Kubal. Today, I have with me a very special guest, Seal Perlow. Seal, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. How about you? I'm pretty good. I haven't messed up my intro in like 11 uh, interviews, but I knew it was coming because I was coaching a lot today. And yesterday we just started the season. So I knew this was going to be the day. So <laughs> it's always the roll of the dice, right? It really is. And today I rolled a two. So <laughs> <laughs> I really want to thank you for coming on today. Um, I was really happy when uh, Caroline, um, you know, messaged me. I was like, yeah, send us like, you send me any author. And I always say that on Twitter and I try to blast it on social media. I'm like, I met some really cool friends that way. And I'm like, I'll interview anybody anytime, as long as they're talking about fantasy, sci-fi, supernatural, horror, paranormal, like as long as it's not fiction, no offense to anybody. I just, I live my normal life too much. I'm like, that's what my kids always ask. Like, Mr. Kubo, why don't you, you know, write fiction? I'm like, ah, it's just, it's boring to me. I'm like, give me some, some sort of magic or, you know, something. So you want anytime. that good genre stuff. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like that's why people keep coming back to it. So, yeah. All right. So we're going to start right in with that first question, which for me is a, is a favorite. I know our fans really enjoyed as well. I get a lot of good feedback from it. What has your writing journey been like up until this point? Um, well, I actually started writing in middle school and I was writing really bad anime fan fiction. That's awesome. Um, so I did that for a few years in middle school. I kind of stopped writing when I was in high school, mostly because high school is a pit of despair. That's, uh, That's why I teach you know how school. it is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then I had a year off. Uh, I took like a gap year. Um, and I, I actually, uh, studied in Tokyo for a while, oh, uh, during cool. that gap year. Um, and I started playing video games again because I finally had a computer that could handle video games. Like mm. the graphics were finally good enough. And I played a bunch of video games. I ended up getting back into uh, other media that I used to be into, very specifically Lord of the Rings. Um, and I was like, I got to write. I got to write fan fiction for this again. I got to get back into that. So I did. I started writing fan fiction again back in 2016 start of 2016 like february january 2016 um and then i just literally never stopped writing and in 2018 uh, i wrote a fan fiction that was like a four different fandom crossover oh that's cool. and like half the cast were original characters anyway and the cast that were like canon characters bore no resemblance to their canon counterparts so i finished it and then i was like this isn't even fan fiction anymore what the fuck is this <laughs> <laughs> so i did the thing where you like scrub the serial numbers off and <laughs> um you know change details and everything there were not many details that needed changing. Let me tell you, it was so completely removed from anything that I based it off of. Um, and that was the first thing I queried. I queried that. Uh, I wrote that in spring of 2018. I queried it in fall of 2018. Um, it didn't have any takers uh, in part because it had vampires in it and vampires just weren't selling. Thanks, Twilight. <laughs> uh, but I met my agent when I was pitching that and she read it and she liked it. But she was like, this just it's not going to sell. There's you know, there's no way I'm going to sell it. Um, so spring of 2019, I started writing my next book, which was Bluebird. And that never even had any fan fiction, uh, you know, roots. That was just uh, original straight from the start. And yeah, uh, finished that in 2019, 
uh, I, I ended up just sending it straight to um, my current agent and yeah, got, uh, got my signed on with my agent 2020, uh, like March 25th of 2020. And then I got my book deal on like Mar uh, March 25th of 2021. Um, so March is just my, it's, it's just <laughs> my book day now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm assuming that every other book event that happens to me in my life is just going to be around March 25th. Like I'm just guessing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's been my journey. Oh, that's cool. That's awesome. It's so funny where you're saying like scraping the serial numbers off. Like I, I totally did that myself. Like I, I love Forgotten Realms and I used to like, they used to have a contest for Wizards of the Coast where you could um, like, you could like write a story like so much. And it was basically like querying and you would, you know, try to pitch it to them. And then if they liked it, they would actually like have you on for one book deal. Uh, so oh, that's always, so cool. I know, right? I wish they still did that. And fortunately, they're not making like, you know, they're not publishing books anymore. But like, that's where I started writing, like in middle school, like I was writing other things, but I like, I like that. So then like in college, I had went back to it. And I like, did that I scraped the, you know, the serial numbers off and <laughs> like changed things and made it new. And I was like, Oh, this is actually pretty cool. So I definitely know that feeling. It's funny that you said that because I, I tell that to people all the time and they're like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm like the only one that writes fan fiction. I'm like, seriously? Like, <laughs> Pretty, like, okay. I act, I, I have met so many people through the realm of fan fiction, both people who read my fan fiction and oh, people cool. whose fan fiction, like we edit each other's work. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah. But I'm, I'm kind of like deep into fandom, which is a bit cringe, uh, but it's where, it's where I am, man. It's yeah, where yeah. I am. <laughs> So I, I have to ask. So, so you mentioned Lord of the Rings. Did you write fan fiction for Lord of the Rings then? Because I want to do wrote, that now. It sounds awesome. I wrote some stuff, but I never published it. It was yeah, just yeah, like yeah. short little bits that I kind of just wrote for myself. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mostly wrote video game stuff, but I did write oh, um, cool. some anime things. I wrote yeah it, it used to be more anime. I definitely was pretty. I was pretty cringe. It was, yeah, those were dark days for me. <laughs> Writing uh, bad Inuyasha fan fiction on Quizilla. Not even fanfiction.net, Quizilla. I forgot about Quizilla. <laughs> Everyone forgot about Quizilla, but that's you know. That's really funny. Oh, that's awesome. Those were my roots. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, I just, I discussed that with a friend because we talked about, um, um, we, uh, Nicholas LaRue, I just, um, our last interview and him and I talked about doing like some Kindle Vela short stories uh, and doing like a serialized version of basically like Firefly fan fiction, but oh, in our yeah. own, in, in this setting that I had created, but it's essentially like Firefly. Um, that's, I, if you need any more than that, then this is the wrong channel for you guys. Um, but yeah, but he was like, oh, we're just going to write like Firefly fan fiction and then just, yeah, like scrape off the serial numbers <laughs> and go from there. And I'm like, yeah, you never know. Maybe, maybe people will like it, but yeah, that's awesome. Oh, I mean, hell yeah. Like <laughs> I always encourage that shit. Yeah. 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 yeah I've, I've read some really good fan fiction recently and met a lot of people that like sent me different things over the last couple of years. And my friend is like, you gotta get back into this. I'm like, I know. I like missed the fan fiction boat for some reason, but now that you just said Lord of the Rings fan fiction, I'm like, kind of want to do that now. <laughs> Sounds oh. awesome. All right. Uh, well, with that second one there, so I'm really excited about this one. So what is your book Bluebird about and how did you come up with this idea? So Bluebird is about our uh, plucky protagonist. That's not a great way of describing her, but I like the alliteration. Um, <laughs> 
So her name is Rig, and in the universe she lives in, uh, basically three factions control the entire galaxy. And she used to be a weapons developer for one of these factions. Um, very good at her job, but at a certain point, uh, she realized that it was actually incredibly fucked up, and she should not do that anymore. So she basically stole her plans for like a weapon of mass destruction and escaped her faction. And so we pick up three years after she's done that. Oh, that's and cool. she's kind of she's like joined a rebel group. You know, she's doing the whole like kind of Han Solo Firefly thing. Um, and she ends up having she has a girlfriend at that point um, who is still part of her faction. And when the book starts, uh, spoilers, it's like chapter two, uh, <laughs> chapter two spoilers, uh, she meets this like mysterious bounty hunter and they end up having to be on the road together for a bit. And then she finds out that uh, like she gets she gets contacted by her former faction and they're basically like, hey, we have your twin sister. Give us back these weapon plans or, you know, she dead. And so the book is about Rig trying to save her sister, not let these weapons of mass destruction fall into the enemy's hands and uh, cause as much trouble as she can along the way. So very found family shenanigans, all that good stuff. Yeah, it sounds awesome. Um, once um, I had saw, I saw your book. I can't remember who had shared it with me first. So it was kind of ironic that Caroline, like I didn't even know that you were on her list and, um, when she said it to me, because it was like two days before. And I was like, oh, this sounds really good. So I saved it. Um, I always do that on my phone. I screenshot things that I want to save for later. And then I go back on the Kindle later. Uh, so it was so funny because I was like, oh, that's really, I saw your name. I was like, yes, please. <laughs> I was like, that sounds awesome. Um, so how did you come up with this idea? Oh gosh. Um, so I've just always really liked sci-fi. Um, but I, I like the sort of sci-fi that's not really hard science, mm -hmm. uh, cause I'm bad at science and you following <laughs> along. So like, what, what's this from like soft sci-fi or something? Science. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, I actually came amazing. up, uh, I came up with the character of Rig first cause she has, um, she fights using like two guns very like pew pew and i just had this idea of like uh, a character who used two guns and the guns are named panache and pizzazz oh i like that <laughs> and i had this idea for a very like um stereotypical D, D bard like you know very like roll the seduce shenanigan heavy uh very critical role i guess um type of character so i just kind of created rig and then sort of evolved the story from there like what would I want to see this character go through and I thought it'd be pretty cool to have this character who's uh you know sort of a cracking jokes definitely has some fucked up backstory but is always really actively optimistic like somebody who wakes up every morning and is like I will see the best in people and that is a threat and I, I just wanted to see, you know, what would be what would be interesting conflicts to throw her way. And then everything kind of evolves from there. Yeah, just I don't know when I when I read the blurb for the first time, I was just like, that sounds awesome. <laughs> um, I really got along with her character instantly. It, she, she did remind me when I read that of like a like a female um, Scanlan. 
uh, with two like twin barrel right? men. <laughs> and I was like, yes, please again, because he's my favorite character. So I yeah, I just finished. Me, but... uh, I just finished the animated uh, thing oh. on like what as much as it's out. It was amazing. I loved it. I, okay, I'm 10. on. Uh, not gonna lie, <laughs> I uh, I definitely have a thing for Percy. I will admit that they animated him so well, and oh, yeah. uh, I'm just a sucker for that kind of thing. Yeah, 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 that's a whole different thing. <laughs> I, I like I, my friend. He was like, okay. He goes, so you get so I just was really busy this week because I start coaching another sport and I'm helping with another one and trying to write at the same time and teach. So I was like, yeah. Unfortunately, that took a back burner. He's like, so you got nine, ten, and eleven done. And then you wait for 12. I was like, listen, it was life. It wasn't me. <laughs> I was like, but man, I have to say like 9, 10, 11 had to be some of the best, like just television or scripts. Doesn't matter, cartoon or live action that I've ever seen. I mean, it was just awesome. I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but there was some cool stuff that happened in those episodes. So I'm definitely excited to get caught up this week now that things are <laughs> kind of calmed down a little bit. But yeah, yeah. I'm very excited for a season two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's also kind of nice too, because like, you know, I just... I was thinking of, you know, like books like yours. I'm like, man, that would make a really cool anime like cartoon, just like Critical Role. And I like the Masters of the Universe, the Revelations too. I liked how they did, um, particularly um, oh, the two female characters in that one, um, where they like kind of go off and then they have to like save everybody and do everything. And they just had a great relationship. And they, they particularly reminded me of um, like your main character and like that whole thing. So I was like, oh, that just sounds really cool. So you should like definitely tell Netflix to get on it and to start producing your show because it- Oh, I mean, I, I have so many like, vis- cause I'm like, I'm, I'm also a digital artist. So when I oh, write, cool. I imagine everything in my head as like um, a comic or a TV show or a movie, like very sort of um, not just what would this room look like, but like, what would the camera angle here be? What oh, would like cool. the special effects be? What would the lighting be? Um, so that's that's always in my head when I write. So I have like, I, I would probably be horrible to work with <laughs> if I ever got some kind of like film deal. Cause I would be like, no, 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 no. It has to be exactly like this. I know I've never directed a film before, but like, I would be horrible to work yeah, with. Yeah. I, no, nobody work with me. I yeah, would be yeah. a nightmare. <laughs> You got to come in from this side and pay it this way. <laughs> exactly. I would be that person where you have to like constantly slap my hands away from it. That, 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 that sounds very similar to um, oh, um, like what Brandon Sanderson was saying. He's like, I, he goes, I actually ended up just giving my, my friend Mistborn. <laughs> he's like, and now he goes, then I gave him Mistborn for the screenplay. He goes, well, we'll just share the screenplay rights. And he's like, and then now people are starting to be interested. I was like, oh, that's, that's a good idea. So maybe that's something you could think about is uh, doing that. I, I thought about doing that with a friend of mine because he's way better at screenplays than I am. So, um, yeah, it's just awesome. I just thought that your main character just, I just thought she sounded really cool. I just um, pictured her in like her own comic or something like that. And I was just like, yeah, like I just picture you having like all sorts of, um, you know, cartoons and <laughs> like Saturday oh, cereal mean, and action figures. Yeah, like, like, like one that. of the first things I did when I was coming up with this is I did like character concept sheets for like the four main characters. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I'm not ever going to post them anywhere online because they are <laughs> old art and they are bad. <laughs> and the designs have substantially changed since then. Yeah, so. yeah. 
it's always helpful. I feel like to like, I just save art all the time. I like originally wanted to be an illustrator. And then now like my friend, he's like, well, you can always just do your own. I'm like, no, I'm like, I'm out of practice. But I was like, I still have an eye for it where I'm like, oh, that's a really cool angle or, you know, something like that. Like, I feel like, um, uh, like Felix and Ortiz and like Sean, um, King are really good about that. Like, I really like some of their angles or, you know, their lighting or their coloring or something. So I save stuff like that all the time, just cause, um, like uh, Ben Galley's newest one, like his newest book, like the colors, like just amazed me. And it really made me think of, you know, like my own writing in a different way. And I definitely feel like art, I'm definitely a visual writer. So I definitely agree with you there. Like if I see something in it, I'll just keep it if it evokes me wanting to write. So. Oh yeah. I mean, I've definitely, I recently, recently, it was like a couple months ago, uh, did like concept art for rig, like uh, how I would do it if I was, doing like you know video game concept art or like film concept art oh, like i just cool. decided to fuck around and do that those are my favorite kind of art too because everybody's always like oh i'm just gonna trash it but then ends up be like like the star wars concept art was like the coolest oh art. it's so cool same with lord of the rings it's amazing like, yeah I, I love that stuff i always love when they release that like there's a lot of things that i just get out of it and a lot of times the characters are just as cool as the ones that they actually you know like came out you know like that were the finished product so for me, I just like, I like seeing their thought process, I guess. Like, you know. I'm, oh, I love that. I absolutely just, yeah. love like seeing the, like where it started and where yeah, it ended. Yeah. I love that shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. Definitely. Definitely evokes a lot of ideas for me. So you said science fiction. All right. Like, well, why science fiction? Why did you decide on science fiction? Um, well, I mean, t- to be honest, it's kind of like science fiction fantasy because there is some just like, uh, fantasy stuff in there even um, better that's my favorite type yeah, of right <laughs> um but I mean like I've always really liked the sort of Firefly Star Wars um you know uh, I, I think I did a TikTok a while ago that's like um you know like oh you'll like Bluebird if and I, I think I was like you'll like Bluebird if you liked Guardians of the Galaxy but specifically did not like Chris Pratt um, that is, that, that's definitely also kind of a, kind of an inspiration thing there. Um, but I've always just liked that kind of stuff. I like the, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I like the vibes. Yeah. No, I totally get that. I, yeah. I always like settings where there's just so much wild and crazy shit you can do. Yeah, and yeah. I feel like sci-fi fantasy, there's kind of unlimited potential in how much weirdness you can get away yeah, yeah, with. Yeah. No, totally. Like, um, the not the Star Wars version, Galaxy as Galaxy's Edge, but um, uh, it's, it's co-written by these two authors that I re- read a while back. But it's they're really great books. But like the first one was like a marine style thing, and these like roughneck or starship troopers um, type of guys on this planet. Well, then the next one, it was like it was really cool because there it literally was like Star Wars. It was fantasy and sci-fi mix, and I was like, they went onto this planet and it was like this veteran, this old guy who was part of this other group, like remembers being on this planet and fighting through like this horde of like, almost like starship troopers, like, like a queen and everything. And just like this, all this crazy stuff on these ziggurats. And it was just, it was really neat. And I was like, you literally can do anything that you really want in that genre if you do it right. And it was, it was done really well. You really can. Yeah. It really made me more interested in writing science fiction, to be honest, because I was like, I was like, oh, I thought you had to do like sci-fi or hard sci-fi. And I like how you said like soft sci-fi. And I feel like I'd fall more into that category because I'm not a great scientist at all. And I'm so bad at science. <laughs> I'm really lucky that um, there's some like, 
sort of medical drug stuff in Bluebird. Not okay. a lot, but just a little. And I'm really lucky that my stepdad works in the pharmaceutical <laughs> business because there was definitely like a time where I was like, hey, I want a drug that has like these kind of effects. What the heck am I doing? And he was like, oh, here's a couple types of drugs that like would, you know, do the same thing. And I was like, oh, thank God I can take one of those and then like sci-fi up the name. Yeah, you. yeah. That is awesome. That's awesome. I've been trying to find somebody for, for Roman like um, military tactics for that. Um, oh man i'm because i'm like i know rough writing my rough draft so i have this like um roman ninth legion that it it's you know gets lost in real life well i'm gonna have it because of zombies and then i'm gonna have the remaining troop become like monster hunters essentially as they're trying to get back to oh that's own. awesome yeah so uh, but i'm like i my friend he goes well is this right i go it doesn't matter i'm like i'm gonna find a military you know what i mean i'm like i'm gonna find somebody from that time period oh you know who, who knows what they're doing like i i teach history but it's different like that kind of history and um, I was like, I'm just going to give it to somebody and let them, you know, F with it and then fix it after. <laughs> but like, I like that, that you're finding. I'm like, I always want that. I'm like, I need to find somebody who knows Native American mythology. And no, there's nobody yeah. ever on Twitter. And I'm like, well, I need to know somebody that, you know, is really good at Japanese, you know, culture. Nobody gets back to me on Twitter. So I'm like, oh, I yeah, need more see, friends. <laughs> I um. I have a friend who's like former Marines. So there have oh, definitely awesome. been times I've been like, hey, how the fuck would this military thing work? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would totally pay your friend just to help me <laughs> with my, no, just the military aspect. Cause I feel weird like asking my friends that are veterans. Cause a lot of them, like, I'm like, you guys don't read sci fi or like fantasy. I'm like, seriously. <laughs> like, and it's like, but I always like know, like, hear other people like that that's a big with, you know, the military crowd or the veteran crowd. And I'm like, particularly, you know, like uh, military sci-fi. And I'm like, well, I'm like, I really want my tactics to be, you know, granted it's Roman military, but I'm like, even like, you know, when they're in small group tactics and stuff, I'm like, I want it to feel real, particularly for, like, I would like to appeal to the veteran audience and be like, oh, this is pretty cool stuff. You know, like that's what we would do or, you know, or something like that. But I feel like it's hard to find those types of beta readers at times, but that's good that you know somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I get lucky in that I'll just know people um again fandom you meet the yeah. weirdest fucking people just that's like been all over tiktok i'm amazing. like yeah. follow friend i'm like hey that's really cool just in the in the event that i could like ask a question and somebody will you know like actually respond but <laughs> yeah that's awesome that's what i was telling my friend yesterday i said i think i just need more friends that way you know they're like you know what? <laughs> my one friend is like what crazy writing question do you have today i'm like you don't even want to know um for that fourth one there so what steps did you take when creating your these characters or what steps do you take in developing new characters um so I'll generally start with kind of like um like a, a, a god I hate you keep I hate that I keep using the word vibe but I'll generally start with a vibe of what I want from the character um like uh you know like what I want their personality to be like what I think would be an interesting struggle for them mm. um and I, I do kind of go from there uh if uh I, I also really like how characters will interact with each other there have definitely been times where um generally not generally this stuff doesn't end up in the final product it's just like uh practice or an ex mm. uh, like a writing exercise but there have definitely been times where it's like i'm just gonna write a scene with these two characters in a situation and just see where they go see what they talk about see what you know shake them around and see what falls out like i i definitely take a very freeform approach mm. when i'm creating characters i generally don't want to try and um you know try and be like oh well i want to write sci-fi so 
let me Google sci-fi, like traditional sci-fi characters and then pick one and then be like, okay, I'll check off these boxes. Um, like I, I generally try to, yeah, just try to do something really organic and just kind of see where it goes from there. I like how you said that though, where you start with the struggle. I don't think a lot of people think of it like that way, but it makes total sense, right? Because you, if, if, they're, if they're not having struggles, it's not a very good story, you know, and whether they're internal or external or, you know, I, I definitely think that's a good way to put it. Um, and I really like that, actually. I'm going to actually think about that more when I go to my writing later. Like, what's this person struggle? Like, are they struggling? If they're not struggling, all, what's the point? Like, yeah, I mean, all good stories have to have a, a conflict of some kind. Yeah. Or, or else it's just, you know, there is kind of nothing going on. Yeah. So I always like to think about, like, what would this character find particularly hard? Like, what would, you know, what would really hit them? So, like, with Rig, because she's very, uh, she has, like, a strong uh, connection to, like, found family and, like, just her family in general. I was like, oh, her sister being in danger mm. is the thing that would make her, like, panic. Um and, you know, because she's a, uh, she's kind of like a smash and grab type of character. I was like, okay, the thing that would be hardest for her to fight would be like spies, like people who really work on the down low, yeah, people yeah. who aren't in the open. Um, so I just kind of picked things that I thought would be hard for her to deal with and mm. uh, like went from there. Yeah, it sounds like a much better story having to use your weaknesses um, that's why, like, personally, like, I really liked Iron Man 3 because he didn't have his cop, he didn't have the suit, you know, he had to actually use his intelligence and he couldn't just barrel through everybody, he had to actually be smart about it. I thought it was a lot better story that way. I know some people don't like those kinds of things, but again, I, I do like how you said, you know, it's about the struggles. So, and I, and, you know, looking back at like, um, oh, like the Dark Knight Rises, um, the third one, like that one was so great, I think, because like Christian Bale got his butt kicked by Bane and then had to come in and, you know, again, had to be smarter and, you know, do different things. And the struggle I thought was just awesome when he comes out of the pit and they're like chanting like Ishi Ishi Basa. I mean, it was just like, it was amazing, you know? And of course the music was awesome, but yeah, I really thinking back on it, I like that movie so much because of the struggle. And I think um, the new Spider-Man movie, same way. I don't know if you've ever seen Dark Matter, but Rig actually reminds me a lot of the main female protagonist in, in that TV show. It's amazing. And she, as soon as I was reading your blurb, I thought this is the perfect character, like matchup for me, at least in my head. And she's just amazing. And, um, but yeah, she has a lot of the same types of struggles, it sounds like. Um, but yeah, I'll have to send it to you. It's, it's a great show. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't seen that, but I'll, uh, I'll add that one to my list. It's great on a writing aspect too. So, so this crew, um, I think it was like six of them. Um, it's like five or six of them. It's been a couple of years, but they, uh, I binge it all during, uh, like COVID and everything, but like, like lockdown, but like they wake up on their ship and they can't remember anything. So they have to piece together ah. like, yeah. And it's, it's like really, I guess it's based off of a book. Um, and I really want to read the book because I'm sure the book's better. But yeah, the show, like up until the last season was amazing. Um, so I haven't quite finished last season, but she's like a really great character. She ends up being like the one that like pilots the ship. And I don't know, she's just got an amazingly cool story. But as soon as I read your description for Bluebird, I was like, that's this character. And yeah, she it definitely like her character on Dark Matter, like definitely like now I'm looking for other characters like her because she's my favorite on there. And I just felt like they did a really great job writing her. And yeah, it's, I was like, yeah, give me, I was like, give me more characters like her. That just sounds awesome. So. 
Oh, I mean, I, th- I think always when you find a character you really like, there's kind of that desire to seek out stuff in a, like, similar genre of character, yeah, similar yeah, type yeah. of character. Yeah, I mean, sometimes I mean, I it definitely can be hard. Have that. Yeah. yeah, sometimes it can be really fucking hard, but I, I always like that, so. Yeah, 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 yeah no, totally. Well, like, recently, I mean, I was reading a couple books, like, same thing, where it was, like, you know, there's this one type of character. I was like, oh, I really, you know, and I think that's where I've struggled by reading recently is, like, I just am in a mood for one type of character and I haven't been able to find them. So I've kind of moved on a little bit, but I'm still kind of looking for like, like that would be one character particular. I'm like, Oh, give me something like that. I'm good. And there's like two other groups, but yeah, it's like, it's like a menu, right? Like I'm in the hankering for a burger, <laughs> like yeah. or somewhere else. I'm like, no, I want a burger. <laughs> Might not be doing a lot that day, but yeah, that's awesome. Uh, for that fifth one. So I'm really interested in this one. Um, I like what you said so far about characters and creations and especially the struggle. Uh, so what are some tools or rules you follow when it comes to your world building? Um, so generally what I'll do with world building is, uh, again, I'm a very freeform writer and with world building, that doesn't always work, but mm-hmm. with world building, I'll kind of come up with ideas that I think are cool. Like, oh man, it'd be really sweet if I had like, you know, a place that was like this or like, you know, some kind of societal system like this. So I'll just come up with like a list of everything I think is really cool. And then I'll kind of sort that into piles. Like, oh, what kind of cool stuff would go here? What would work together? You know, what stuff is just stupid in hindsight that I can't keep? Hmm. And I'll use that as a base. Um, Yeah, I I also generally tend to think about, uh, because I write... God, what's the term like limited point of view? Uh, so even though I write in third person, it's very much in mm. the one character's head. You see what the character sees, you hear their internal monologue. So I generally think about, well, what would this character know? You know, like um, if, you know, like I'm writing Rig, so she's very much, you know, on the wrong side of the law. So I'm like, okay, so she would know about like the shitty things that these factions are doing, like their mistakes, their flaws. Um, she would know, you know, how to fix up her spaceship, uh, how to work with technology. Um, but, you know, if, if you asked her, like, hey, do you know how sports works? She'd be like, <laughs> oh, man, I, I don't I don't know. I don't know that. So there, there's definitely like I kind of try to world build around what I think the character would know the best. Because um, if, if it's something the character's never going to run into or never going to have any interest in interacting with, you're never going to see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So why, like, okay, I know that there are good reasons to come up with stuff like that, and I am not in any way knocking authors who do come up with a lot more world building than they ever show. Um, but I do really try to think about uh, making sure that the the focus is on what the character sees and interacts with. No, it makes sense. Uh, Emily Inkpen and I, for our February Shiro interview, she talked about that. And because um, I always think of like, I, I, she just said it in a really good way. So it changed my thinking on it. But she always says like, she starts with the character and then world builds from there. Because again, like you said, right, like that character interacts with the world. And like, why? I don't know that that whole I used to do that whole iceberg thing where like, you only see part of it, but there's all this. And I'm like, it's just it's exhausting. And if you're not going to use it or your character is never going to go to that country or whatever, or, you know, I'm looking up, it's like, um, like Robert Jordan, like had for Brandon Sanderson had like 65 pages of notes on how to um, make your own bows and arrows. And it's like, well, that's not really relevant, you know, like, and nobody made them, you know, in the book. So it kind of seems like 65 pages of notes for no reason. Um, 
Sorry if I just lost the whole Wheel of Time crowd. Um, oh, no, 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 it's all good. I, <laughs> but, I mean, you know, I, just... I think, you know, I, I don't know what, I mean, I'm sure there are Wheel of Time fans who have read the entire 65 pages and are thinking about, oh, maybe I could try <laughs> and make my own bow and arrow. And massive power to them. <laughs> I completely can relate. I did read the Silmarillion, so I, oh, okay. there, yeah. <laughs> and that's just an entire Bible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's literally a Bible. Yeah, that's a good word for a Bible. <laughs> yeah. We're not going to touch the Lord of the Rings crowd in here because then I'll uh, get <laughs> shut down. So as as seen by my TikToks recently, because they've been like keeping me up there with, uh, you know, views and likes and stuff, them and Star Wars. Um, no, but I just, I you know, as a writer now, I'm just like, well, I don't know. I just, I don't, I think you only have so much time on your hands, right? And again, like you said, like your character is not going to, you know, go near it or it doesn't affect them it just it does to me seem more and more like a waste of time personally if that's your process like that's totally fine me I just find that when everybody says that's what you need to do for sci-fi and fantasy I'm like I definitely think that that is not good advice so I'm glad more and more people are saying you know like go character and then go from there because I you know know you know who you want right you know yeah I mean I I know it's a style that works really well for some people yeah yeah. um like I, I took a class by um taught by Fonda Lee actually about world building and I know she does kind of the iceberg process in many ways um and it works I mean obviously it works fantastically for her um but that's uh not something I'm great at I I think there's always for me a sense of you know I want to add the stuff I came up with and if I've come up with a bunch of cool stuff that is just never going to be able to show up on screen um I'm just always like oh that sucks yeah yeah. I don't like that yeah. So I try to not let myself down in that way, if that makes yeah. sense. No, I didn't know. It totally does. And that's where I just kept getting stuck with a couple books because I was like, oh, I was like, well, I have to make the world deeper because my I don't have an iceberg. Well, it turns out like I just wasted, you know, two years on, you know, these stories. You know, I feel like world building instead of actually worrying about the story and the characters. And like, you know, like you said, it's not for everybody. I just think that that's, an again, like something that we keep reiterating with different authors on here is that you know, if the tool doesn't work for you, move on and find another tool, you know, not every, I just said that to my volleyball team. I'm like, we're trying to create a toolbox at practice. So during the season, you know, we, we have a whole toolbox and we can use different tools. And I think that's particularly a good skill set for writers to have, because some days it's just not coming for some reason. So maybe some days you need an iceberg approach, but maybe other days you can not be like the Titanic and, you know, actually avoid the iceberg, you know, and yeah, but I just think it's important to find, you know, what, what works for you, but would you say you're yeah. more of a discovery writer then? Uh, yeah, sort of. I, I mean, I've, oh gosh, I, so for, for my next book, I, when I started, um, I wrote like a whole synopsis for it. Cause you know, you have to send a synopsis to your agent. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I went off and I wrote the thing and then I sent it back to her and I was like, Hey, so I know I deviated a lot <laughs> from the synopsis, but, <laughs> and, and that's very much my process, but, um. <laughs> I do a lot of uh, like editing and advice uh, for friends that I know online and just like random people in discord servers. Um, Cause I like helping people. I like helping people out. And uh, like, I was talking with somebody in, uh, recently and they were like, Oh, you know, I really want to work on this, but I just haven't finished all my world building yet. And I've been stuck on that for like two years. And I was like, okay, stop for starters give up like just stop whatever you're doing stop the world building just don't (laughs) stop there you're good (laughs) and I I think some people can really get hung up on that and I I think that's uh you know a a challenge for a lot of people 
Yeah. Well, that's what I was saying too, you know, like with this like Roman military thing I'm doing, I'm like, I was getting caught up at first. Like I didn't write anything in it for, I've had this idea for like six months. Well, I didn't write anything in it because I was getting hung up on the fact that I didn't know X, Y, and Z. Well, then I thought, well, you know what? It really doesn't matter. I got like a, I got like a bro crew. And then I got this amazing, like female warrior character who's going to come in and like, just kick all their butts and show them that, you know, it's a totally different world than they were thinking. And just turning everything on its head with the zombies come in. And I'm like, well, I really just want to talk about this, you know, these main seven characters. I got about 15 characters, but really it's these main seven. And I want to show, you know, their relationships and how they form and, you know, in different things. And I'm like, well, I'm going to worry about that. And I was like, I'll just write crap for the military stuff. And then I'll just give it to somebody, you know, because I could do all the research in the world, but I've known people that that takes years. I'm like, I would much rather just find somebody and be like, Hey, I'll pay you 200 bucks to go through and fix it and then i'll actually give it to an editor and call it a day you know like i just i just think now it's like it's a wasted time for me because i'm like i just want to get the story out there and the rough draft going and i feel like otherwise it just sits there and it doesn't do anything so yeah i've definitely been that person who's been there like i didn't get anything done for two i didn't get anything done for two years not one book or story because i was world building because i thought the iceberg or whatever was how you were supposed to do it so yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I, there are definitely times when I was writing where I would just like bullshit something and know I'd come back to it later. Mm-hmm. But I was just like, you know what? I just need to keep moving on. Yeah, yeah. It's fine to put like, I know Dirk Ashton like puts, you know, really big like asterisks, you know, and says like insert name here, like just doesn't even stop. Like just like insert city name here, insert this. And it's a little bit harder, you know, going back. But, you know, you're probably going to change it in the editorial process or, you know, going draft two or draft three. So I feel like, why not? You know, like if it doesn't yeah. throw you out of the moment, get more writing done, which is probably what I should be doing right now. But um, for that sixth That's question, what all writers should always be doing. Well, all I'm saying is, so Scott Ode and I like hit it off really well. So him and I were talking a lot um, around our two interviews and he's like, you need to be writing, not doing these interviews. And I'm like, Scott, I'm interviewing you. And he goes, I know. He goes, and you're also keeping me from writing too. And we laughed so hard because I was like, it's totally true. <laughs> I was like, but well, this is research. He's like, you just want to talk to writer friends about writing. I said, yeah, okay, you caught me. <laughs> <laughs> you caught me. Uh, so when it comes to gunslingers, who are some characters from books or pop culture who have influenced your main character, Rick? Oh, gosh. Uh, honestly, kind of like... Um... The, the the cast of Firefly, oh, I mean, yeah. uh, you know, I I mean, primarily, obviously, you know, like Malcolm Reynolds, um, like that that sort of, yeah, I mean, like I I feel like a lot of people think like Han Solo and kind of to an extent, um, but I don't know, two guns are cool. Uh, <laughs> they really are. The John Woo style is really cool. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, in outer space. This is going to be so cringe, but um, Death the Kid from Soul Eater. Oh, okay. Okay. That's going to be an answer that some of my students that are watching are going to be like, yeah, like they love the. <laughs> they always say that. They're like, the cringe. I'm like, okay. I'm like, that's right up their alley. So that's awesome. <laughs> that's super cool. Gives me a nice conversation starter for tomorrow. I'm like, you did not believe what this author said to me yesterday. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Awesome. It, it, yeah. No, that's cool though. Like I, yeah, I just, I was curious because when I read your blurb, I was like, oh, I'm just kind of curious at where, you know, this idea came from. Um, 
I know I have like some characters that like I definitely have formed after Zoe from Firefly. Um, oh and yeah, Mal and, <laughs> melding them together. <laughs> I feel like she's a little bit oh, more. She's amazing. I love Zoe. She, yeah, she's fantastic. That show, everything I feel she like, does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, my friend always says that he'll just like randomly text me. Right, it's been a couple of months since he's done it, but he'll randomly text me or message me on Facebook. He'll go, "Hey, this is your reminder that in some other alternate universe, they got like ten seasons of Firefly." And then it just like ruins the rest of my day. <laughs> like, shut up. <laughs> oh yeah, that's awesome. God, I can relate to that. I know, right? Like I, and the first time he said it to me, I literally just sat there. Like I sat on my couch and I remember it was the summertime. Um, so it was like two summers ago. I literally just sat there and I just like thought about it for like 38 minutes. And then finally I was like, okay, you can either sit here depressed and just not wanting the world to revolve anymore. Or you can just move on and hopefully you find something that's as good as Firefly at some point in your life. It has not yeah. happened yet. Some things have come close. So I'm sorry, everybody, but keep trying, right? But my, my friend said the other day, he goes, yeah, he sent me this article. He goes, yeah, they're going to reboot it. And I was just like, I just no. blocked it for a couple of days. So No, no, you don't reboot Firefly. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. incorrect. I was so mad. Like, you don't reboot this stuff. Okay, like, as much as I love Lord of the Rings, I am not uh, enthused by the Amazon show. One, it looks like a Game of Thrones knockoff, which, no. That's what they're a aiming completely, for. A completely incorrect vibe for Lord of the Rings. Second of all, I am so pissed by the fact that they decided to recast Galadriel. No. Sorry. No. It's too soon. I can't no, talk about just it. No. <laughs> just straight up no. Also, the recasting of Elrond, pointless, but that's yeah, not yeah, as yeah, offensive yeah. as the recasting of Galadriel. Also, the fact that it looks like they cast Celebrimbor as, like, really old, and Galadriel is really young, even though they're, they're, they're in the same age range. Yeah, yeah. What the fuck's up with weird. that? This is bullshit. It's all bullshit. I don't like it. What is up with the Star of Fionor being on Galadriel's armor that is just factually wrong what is up they're like oh we're gonna have a dwarf princess but she has no beard cowards yeah yeah, yeah. cowards well it's like the halo tv series or like tv show or whatever i was like really excited and then i saw today an article where they said yeah we didn't even play the video games i'm like no what i'm like Why? what are you talking about that's like telling me that you created the entire series and i'm sorry like no offense to larry niven or anybody but like some things have not aged well, but like, that's like telling me that you didn't read the book at all before creating. And I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> like, God, I, like I saw this, I saw this interview when, um, the like new Star Trek movies were coming oh, out, yeah, yeah. uh, the Chris Pine ones where JJ Abrams was like, well, I didn't really like Star Trek. And it's like, okay, then don't make a Star Trek movie. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> that was like something else. Um, <sighs> He, he he said that about something else recently too, like Star Wars. I think. I think it was yeah, he, Star Wars. I'm he, like, he didn't he didn't really like Star Wars either. Yeah. Although I'm gonna be really honest. Uh, one, I do not like the Star Wars sequels. Uh, they're bad. Um, <clears throat> two, I think J.J. Abrams does uh, unfairly get more flack than he deserves. Uh, I think The Force Awakens was a good start and it had promise, oh, and yeah, I yeah. think it was definitely kind of a welcome back. Here's where we go type yeah, of movie. Yeah. Um. And with uh, fucking Rise of Skywalker, 
uh, he was de- like J.J. Abrams was definitely told like, okay, you need to please everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so impossible. you can't make it. It's impossible. So it's like yep. you can't make a good movie if you know executives are like, here's all the thing, here's all the people you have to please. Yeah. But J.J. Abrams gets more flack than he deserves because Ryan Johnson came in with the Last Jedi and ruined everything. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it was a bad movie. That movie yeah. was objectively bad, and it ruined where the Force Awakens was yeah. going. And the fact that it turned Finn into comic relief is something i will be pissed about for the rest of time he had such a good setup too like that's the thing that ticks me off the most and that's what brandon sanderson talked about in a podcast a while back where or was this channel and he was like he was like i still will never get over what they did to finn because here you have somebody okay so you have somebody who it looks like is force sensitive you know particularly with how they were able to handle you know their programming and stuff and get out of it and it really seemed like after the force awakens that it was going to be him and ray kind of thing or you know and those were going to be like something and then you have this great character at the start of the movie and then now he goes off on this random side quest that doesn't have anything to do with the main plot and really doesn't affect the main plot really at all until he comes back at the end and they fight and it's like well you could have just been doing with them the whole time or i didn't like the whole poe dameron thing either like he just like effed up everything yeah, I, I loved I loved Poe in the first movie, and, yeah, and then yeah. they were just like, ah, oh, no, nah, let's make him like super, like anti-authority for some reason. Also, the fact that at the start of the Force Awakens, and misogynistic, and misogynistic, it was so no misogynistic. Reason. Yeah, for no yeah. reason, like, but like, okay, at the start of the Force Awakens, Finn is like a programmed, trained from birth stormtrooper, and the first time he goes into combat, he's like, oh my god, this is so fucked up, I can't do this, and like literally breaks a prisoner out and escapes and then goes on to fight the first order and then at the start of the last jedi he's like oh no actually i'm a coward now and i'm about to flee and i'm like this is some bullshit this is rubbish ryan johnson did not watch the first movie he did not no. understand no. any of the characters this is rubbish i well, don't like any of this everybody that also i'm sorry but like this is why we have editors right like everybody that that got through to that final product should have been like wait a minute wait a minute yeah i just i'm like they always like my friends like oh yeah you know the trilogy i'm like what trilogy <laughs> like the second movie there were there were two yeah. trilogies yeah I'm there are like, two yeah. star wars trilogies i don't know where people are thinking and then the a duology, there's no yeah. third one yeah then a duology yeah, yeah. there there yeah. were two trilogies and then there was rogue one. Oh yeah 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 that's it there are no other star wars films i'm sorry yeah, it's pretty That's crazy. just my I mean, opinion, but... That's fine. I mean, I really like The Force Awakens. I really like the... It's hard for me, though, because I did like The Rise of Skywalker. I like how they did different things from a writer's standpoint, because it's like... My friend made it... He made a good uh, good point. He goes, he goes, you like it because you have this pile of crap that was The Last Jedi, and then somehow he was able to form some sort of story by the end and make it somewhat cohesive. And I was like, that's true. I was like, I... Yeah, there were certain things in there I did like, though, and I was like, this could have been so flipping good. And yeah, I was very disappointed after The Last Jedi, but I'm, I no, really I do think... like the TV shows, but like The Mandalorian. Oh, I, I like The Mandalorian. Yeah, I like yeah. The Mandalorian. Um, no, I, I think I went into Rise of Skywalker, and at the very start, uh, it's like, oh, we've found this like Sith Wayfinder. And I'm like, that's a holocron. Fuck you. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> It's hard like, if you get the hell out of here with that bullshit. <laughs> it's hard if you have like you're like me and you have literally like 150 Star Wars novels on your you know on your bookshelf, and then you also have like you know 500 comic books from and graphic novels, and you're just like, 
holy moly like there's oh, so much yeah, material no, I'm, I'm here like for the what is it called now legends or something i guess yeah yeah if it was written Weird. by timothy zahn it's canon forever yep um him um i was just listening to um kevin j anderson's another one that like i love um oh my god i'm totally forgetting what her name is there's another one too where she wrote a lot of the Rogue uh, One series, like the later ones. She was like absolutely brilliant. I was like, you could have asked these three to write the screenplay or help write right. the screenplay. And like, they just didn't. Well, I'm sorry. Didn't. We also had the Yuz and Vong stuff, which was really cool, I thought, and like brought like yeah, really cool... like uh, talk about struggle. Like, okay, potential. so yeah, like Ari Salvatore writes the first one, Vector Prime. I can't remember if it was Vector Prime or the second book. And you know, like Luke, Luke was, I thought that he did, they did such a great job of making Luke just a total like monster of a jedi master and like he goes in and rescues jacene from this yuzumbong camp and literally like is like oh ooh, like lightsabering these guys and it's like oh it's not working oh well and it's just like tearing about bruce lee style and rescues him and i'm like that would have made a much better story even if he was mark hamill's age now than like whatever like i don't know and it's it, it yeah. like, you just wasted this like i didn't like how they did anakin solo in it um or jaina at the end but I mean, at least at the beginning, like they could have at least changed those things and left Chewbacca alive. That was a horrible thing that Ra did that on the free gift and fork. But, but yeah, I just think there's so much source material, and I know that part of it problem is there's so much source material. But I think you should have got somebody. I think that's the thing that's different with Dune, though. Like Dune had people that, like the director for Dune, I heard, or it was either the director or executive producer, like spent a year and a half drawing and figuring out how the sandworms were going to look like that's somebody that took the time and energy to value what other people love. And I didn't feel that with this trilogy. I, yeah, no, I felt like it was, I felt like it was the opposite. In fact, so like we just want to make money off of it and, you know, try and try and make money off of this legacy. And it really made me look down on Hasbro and star, uh, you know, and, and Disney um, quite a bit. I was like, yeah, you gave us Marvel, but you also, you know, just tanked um, this franchise. We could have been really good. Yeah. No, in, in my opinion, there are four canon pieces of Star Wars media. And I'm going to go in chronological order here. One, the KOTOR games and half of SWOTOR. The first half of SWOTOR, the second half of SWOTOR, once you got to coffee, it just started sucking from there on. And it's terrible now. And I know that's just my opinion, but I am objectively <laughs> correct. Two, uh the um clone wars tv show mm. i love ahsoka she's amazing yeah oh i yeah, amazing uh three anything timothy zahn wrote four skippy the four sensitive droid canon in my heart <laughs> forever i forgot about that <laughs> anyway those are the four pieces of media for star wars that will always be canon and are indeed well. the best canon I mean, but you have guys like, you, you know, you just, you have so many great Jedi. You have so many great characters. I mean, it's just like, I'm thinking of like Kirk Hanus, you know, like I, there's just so many from, there's just so many, I can't even think of them, you know, from, you know, just like the nineties really to, you know, really until they decided this whole thing. And I'm like, you just had so many cool characters and I don't know, I'm like an amazing writers, amazing, you know, comics writers um video game you know uh kyle katarn's another one you know like classic it's like i really think and now now that they're doing the mandalorian and um i know some people are mixed about book of boba fett i like seeing different things that came up from it though i definitely think season two will be better 
Um, yeah, my problem with Book of Boba Fett is that uh, half really a of book it's of Boba not Fett. even about Boba Fett. <laughs> yeah. Like, there were, like, two episodes where he's, like, in it for about half a second in the background of yeah. one of them and says nothing. And I'm like, this is rubbish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, well, they, You're going to name your character done. Book of Boba yeah. Fett. Make it about Boba Fett. Yeah, I mean, come they should have renamed the show. They should have done, like, you know, like, something. Like, it should have been, like, I don't know, like, Tatooine or something. Battle for Tatooine. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Like, something. Something different. Or like Rise of the Mandalorians or something. I don't know, you know, like yeah, there yeah. The, there were so many I like potential things you could have done, but don't name your show Book of Boba Fett and then not make it about Boba Fett. Well, that's like, that's like if, some bullshit. Well, it's like if you're like, oh my, I'm doing this other series, and you know, here's my main character, and then she's never in it, and you're like, you and like you would lose, you would literally. This is why they lost viewers, and I haven't even finished the last episode because I'm like, okay, I will do it, but it's like it's not pressing for me. Because I haven't felt a continue, you know, that continuality. And it's like, you know, I feel like for continuity's sake, it's like you would have to have chapter to chapter. And even if the character is out for a little bit, you'd have to have a secondary character trying to find them. It just, I don't know, it just, or something. It just didn't seem to make sense. Like we would never get away with that in a book. So it just oh, seems no, weird. That, seems weird that they would do that for the, the television show, but makes me excited yeah, for was, Mandalorian uh, season three, but <laughs> yeah, right. Wait, don't you mean Book of Boba Fett? I thought that was Mandalorian season three. <laughs> I shared that meme recently. I got like, I don't even know, like on TikTok, like I think I'm up to like 8,000 like views or something like that, and like 2,000 likes. Like everybody felt the same way. It was pretty funny. Uh, so this one I'm really interested in. Uh, yeah. How many books do you plan in this current universe with these characters like Rig? Uh, none. None? Okay. Uh, so I, um, I feel like where I have ended it for Rig is kind of a satisfying resolution to her character mm -hmm. arc. And, you know, it's like we're saying every book needs some kind of conflict. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like if I went back for a sequel and was like, oh, you have problems to deal with again, it would kind yeah, of yeah. cheap, uh, like cheapen the ending of the first yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Um, if I ever did write anything in the same universe, I would probably focus on other characters and have Rig just like, you know, do a cameo or something. Oh, that's cool. Um, just like, you know, make up a new cast, but in the same universe. But currently I have no plans of doing that. Um, the book that I'm currently hoping to put on submission at some point is actually a rewrite of that vampire thing I did oh, forever cool. ago. Um, so that's what I'm doing after that, or that's what I'm doing now. Um, the next thing that I've started working on is kind of like a magical murder mystery. Oh, um, awesome. uh, like a, about a month ago, uh, I woke up at like 8 a.m. Uh, and which is a time I don't normally wake up at. My sleep schedule <laughs> is like 3 a.m. to like whenever the fuck I wake up, like 11 or something. Um, I woke up at 8 a.m. I listened to the same song on repeat for like, I don't know, five hours. Been there. Uh, and it was a great song, uh, Footfalls for mm. Final Fantasy XIV Endwalker. Oh, Spectacular, that's cool. 10 out of 10. Um, great game. Go play it. Uh, so I listened to that on repeat for hours. And I wrote like a 6,000 word outline for a six oh, wow. book series that I would love to write at some point. And that's like very uh, fantasy. But series are hard to sell. So yeah, yeah. don't know if that's ever going to happen. Yeah, it's crazy where like it like for it is weird. Like I was just talking to somebody else about that and they're like, yeah, I'm going to do a duology. And like, OK, they're like, yeah, that was a lot easier to sell. And whereas then, like, I feel like certain indie authors I talk to, they're like, oh, I'm doing a series. I'm like, 
okay. And, you know, I was talking to some readers and stuff recently and I'm like, so like, so what do you look for? And some were like, yeah, I didn't like standalones. And somebody else was like, yeah, cause I, you know, want us to be able to move on. And like you said, right. With Bluebird, like, I feel like the characters are there and you know, the story's there and I'm done and I want to move on to somebody else. Um, and I like started kind of thinking of myself, I'm like, what do I like? But I like, I'm like, I, I guess I worry with like my own stuff is like, I really like like Kelly McCullough, like has the Fallen Blade series. Amazing. Everybody should go check it out. Um, got just amazing characters all around. And the main character has this like shadow dragon from another realm and their relationship. I, 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 I interviewed Kelly at one point and I was like, Kelly, you got seven books. I need nine at least, if not 19. He's like, oh, I'm, uh, or he had six books. And he's like, yeah, I'm actually going to be doing like another trilogy. And I was like, okay. Oh, cool. hell yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, that's the kind of thing that scares me. <laughs> like, I'm worried I'm going to love a character so much and I'll only get like three because that's happened to me a couple of times. I'm like, like I offered one author, um, oh, Clayton Snyder, actually, I was teasing him. I said, I want it to be like the old Renaissance where like a patron, but like not Patreon, like I'm just your patron. Like I will pay you, you know, $3,000 if you write me another book and this series and with this character and give me the ending that I deserve. <laughs> I think I finally poked the bear enough where he might actually write another one for his cold West. It's like a mix of the wild West and fantasy and sci-fi, like all rolled in. Oh, it was, awesome. Yeah. It was, it was absolutely brilliant. Um, it wasn't very long. So I was teasing myself like, yeah, I need another one. Um, but yeah, I just, I was just curious because I know some people have, you know, said the same thing. And, you know, it, I think that it's important when you're planning, you know, particularly when you're outlining and things, I'm trying to make everything a trilogy just because I'm going to just do self-publishing. Um, but, you know, like Warbreaker with Brandon Sanderson, I want another one so bad. It was so good. Like, it was one of my favorite books like I've ever read. And here we are, like, you know, eight years later, and he put, you know, one of three or whatever, and there's no other yep. book yet. And I'm just, like, chomping at the bits. But, yeah, we, we talked at a, um, a private meeting I had with some friends and um, recently kind of like our own little writers group thing. And uh, we were talking about that and trying to plan and things. And I'm like, I think sometimes it's hard because you don't really know where that story is going to go. And, you know, it's definitely important to think about, but sometimes those characters, you know, they have minds of their own and they don't care if, you know, you say yes or no. <laughs> so. Oh yeah. No, I mean, fun. I definitely think that this weird six book series idea I have would probably work best as like a six season TV show. Um, but that that's hard to sell. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, that, that, I, I don't even, I, that might be harder to sell even than just a book series. I don't yeah. know. Um, but that, that that would be sort of, I think it's it's ideal format. Oh, that'd be cool. That'd be interesting but, if, you, yeah. if you did a screenplay for it or had somebody help you and then sold it. That'd be interesting. Well, see, I'm not a screenplay writer. Like, I, I would have to kind of learn uh, the sort of medium and format for that because it is different yeah, yeah. formatting it oh, is yeah, yeah. a different style so I would definitely have to learn a new skill if I ever wanted to do that and yeah. I don't you know my my area of expertise question mark um, <laughs> is you know in traditional publishing I don't really know all that much about breaking into the screenwriting industry so if I ever wanted to do that I would need a lot of help from other yeah, people yeah. I just thought it was interesting how many people said the same thing. And then my friend, he was like, yeah, I just, just found like, he just made friends with some different screenwriters and he found one and they're like, they've been working away. And it's funny. Cause I know different people like Raymond Feist, I believe was one or somebody I saw recently who was like a, a older uh, fantasy writer who did that. And then 
there were a couple of sci-fi ones too. And I was surprised at how many TV shows people are now going to have started popping up. Um, but because like they, they didn't write them themselves. Like they just found somebody and then they just like collabed. And I just thought like, that's interesting to, you know, to see that more and more, uh, particularly with the rise of, you know, like we were saying, like the different Netflix shows and Amazon prime and, and stuff like that. But I'm like, please, please, please make more shows about books that I enjoy. I'm like, but do it the right way. <laughs> oh yeah. I, I can completely relate to that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's like Percy Jackson. I'm excited for them to have another go around at that one. Cause I really yep. like that series, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so do you have any news updates, promos, current projects or anything like that, that you can um, Let's see. Or secret projects that you can allude to. Oh, secret projects, uh, vampires, I guess. Um, secret, secret project is the, the current thing I'm working on is vampires. It's very uh, pseudo-Victorian gothic. Oh, that's cool. uh, it's got a bunch of sword fights. It's got a bunch of polyamory. Uh, it's basically a big escape room um, oh, with a protagonist uh, who is a feral, angry, compulsive liar uh, filled with murderous rage. Um, yeah, that's Sounds kind awesome. Of, <laughs> kind of what that is. Uh, big escape room with vampires. Um, thing I'm writing next, uh, which I have no synopsis for, and I'm just messing around with, uh, is like a magical murder mystery, very Agatha Christie whodunit, um, but featuring uh, basically a door to hell in the basement um and crazy magic shit that definitely not at all zero percent uh is inspired by uh the way ninjutsu works in naruto no inspiration (laughs) there whatsoever no crossover absolutely not not at all (laughs) not even slightly um so that's kind of what i'm working on right now um i'm trying to do more art for bluebird because i i haven't had the chance to do a lot of art lately um, and it really sucks. Uh, also started doing Final Fantasy fourteen fan art. Let us not judge me for that one. Um, <laughs> uh, and yeah, that's most of what I've been doing. I've been, um, I'm trying to start uh, like dipping my toes, I guess, into um, like, I, re- I really want to go into uh, doing freelance editing, actually. Oh, that's so cool. I'm kind of, yeah, I'm kind of trying to figure that out because I've, I've done so much editing for other people, like people I don't even know, like I, yeah, yeah. I enjoy that. Um, and, you know, as much as I think every writer needs their own editor, I, I do think I'm good at editing other people's work. Like I'm very good at having that like uh, impartial eye, I guess. So um, I'm getting my website set up to hopefully um, start, uh, you know, start offering editing and I'm trying to figure out some like promotion stuff for that. Um, I'm still working on figuring out prices. Obviously I am relatively inexperienced, so I have to price very cheaply. Um, which I mean, just makes sense. That's yeah, just yeah. kind of how it is, objective yeah. fact. So I'm I'm still trying to figure that bit out. But uh, hopefully, in the next couple weeks or so, my website will reflect that. Um, yeah, that's kind of what I've been doing. Oh, that's cool. I, I've um, like Sarah Chorn does that, where you know, like she's edits, and then you know, she has her own books. And I know, like, she just I know I know a few editors, you know, that are writers as well that you know, that do that, like they edit everybody else's and then send theirs off to somebody else. <laughs> like one of them yeah. I talked to recently in a private conversation, she was like, you would think that I'd be better 
at writing and editing my own stuff. No, you, you always need a separate editor for your own stuff because there's, there's so many things that, um, like, you know, it in your head. So you forget to put it on the page and you need somebody else to come in and be like, Hey, you're missing this. You know, you need somebody to tell you to kill your darlings. Um, like you always need a a more impartial eye. You always need that no matter who you are, how good you are, or at least that's my opinion. Um, no, I, I but, totally agree. Yeah, but I, I mean, I've just done so much editing for other people um, over the past few years. Um, and I was like, I find this fun. I'm good at it. Money? Yeah. We live in a please. capitalist society? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I money, need a job? Money, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that's, that's kind of what I'm uh, trying to dip my toes into right now. Um, so, yeah, uh, if anybody likes my work, uh, hopefully in a couple weeks or so, um, hopefully sooner, but you know, who knows, um, my website will be updated to reflect that. Oh, that's cool. Well, make sure, uh, yeah, like make sure you send me anything. Um, you know, you want to tag me in anything on social media, uh, for myself, um, on like Twitter or anything like that, or Facebook, or whatever, you just send it to me and I'll make sure that, you know, I get it out to people. Uh, oh, hell yeah. You're ready. I'll, I'll just be like, Hey, by the way, Seal said this, like, <laughs> Um, so yeah, we'll send as many people your way as we possibly can. So that's awesome. Hell yeah. Yeah. And I I think for a lot of people, you know, um, self-publishing is becoming bigger and bigger, but you know, with traditional publishing, once you get a book deal, you know, you have an editor, but for self-publishing, you, you have to find one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, you have to go looking. So I, I think there's definitely an increasing market for, um, just like freelance fiction editors because so many people are going the self-publishing route. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, especially with the, even before the pandemic, I feel like things are, you know, pretty slow. Like Scott Drakeford was like almost like a three year process from book signing to now when it, um, his uh, book Rise of the Mages like just came out. And, you know, and I know some people who are like me who are just like, I just want to get it out there, um, you know, and uh, there are some other reasons, you know, for like, you know, I don't mind certain costs and things like that. I feel like costs and benefits, you know, um, like I'm going to rapid release and do things differently. Um, and I don't want to just do like one thing and then wait a year. Like I want to, I'm like writing this summer to get things set aside. Uh, so I've been listening to Lindsay Broker's podcast, Joel Lalo's for like a long time, probably like three or four years. So I got things pretty much situated, but you know, I definitely think that, you know, if you want to go a little bit quicker, um, you write quicker. Like I write pretty quickly when I actually can sit down uh, with things. Um, oh God, same. <laughs> my friend was like, uh, I, I write too fast. I write yeah. way too fast. Not going to lie. Um, so remember how I was like, I started writing fan fiction back in like uh, spring of 2016. Um, so I started writing a fan fiction in 2016. I ended up giving up on it uh, about 40, 400,000 words in, Whoa. in, 28, in 2018, because that's when I started writing my vampire thing. And then uh, in like spring 2018, I went back to this fan fiction and I was like, oh, I'm going to kind of scrap what I had, but take the general idea and start writing something else. Um, and then recently, like uh, within the past couple months, I finished it and it is 1.4 million words. That's crazy. <laughs> And keep in mind, I wrote two original novels during this point in time. That's crazy. Uh, so I write very quickly. Yeah, yeah. Oh, very too quickly. I write too fast. Wow, Not that's lie. I write too fast. <laughs> that's a lot of words. Like, that is a lot of words. <laughs> I thought I wrote a lot of words. You wrote a lot of words. <laughs> I write so many words. It's yeah, it's a lot. 
That's awesome. Oh well, yeah, it's like my a friend bit of a like, yikes. <laughs> my friend goes, "How on earth do you?" So he goes, "Like he was like, oh, he's like, oh, an hour I finished that chapter," and he's like, well, "What do you mean?" I was like, ah, "Like 2,500, 2,800 words." I was like, "I'll come back to it later." He was like, "That's what I did like all week." I'm like, "All right, well, I'm like now now I'm like slowed down because of work. I think I'm at like." maybe like a hundred words a day right now. And I just keep telling myself, just make it to the summertime. I'm like, cause it'll go back up again. I'm like, even hundred words. Like I've gotten like 6,000 words for my outline um, and some notes and stuff. Some, you know, some discovery character stuff and stuff for this thing I'm doing. I'm like, well, it's better than having zero. <laughs> like, cause yeah. never want to go back to doing that. Yeah. But, yeah. No, I mean, I definitely like crazy. Like I write fast, I think in part because I'm very good at just doing writing sort of throughout the day. Like um, if I'm doing classwork, I'll just occasionally just tab out, do some writing. Um, if I'm, you know, playing video games, I'm waiting in queue for Matt's writing time. Um, you know, just like constant, constant background writing. Um, I think uh, one summer when I was just like really cranking out Bluebird, so summer of 2019, um, I basically decided to kind of make that my job, um, just like, you know, really get it out there. And I started uh, counting words and I was basically writing twice the speed of NaNoWriMo. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Um, like I was writing uh about 2,000, upwards of 2,000 words every single day, pretty much. Wow. Um, for like uh, a month, month and a half straight. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I go I go quickly. Uh, it <laughs> is not always a boon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is not always a good thing. Definitely know that feeling. <laughs> I'm trying to get better yeah. at outlining so that when I do do that, it's like I can actually finish something for a draft instead of having to be like, because I'll write half of it, like 35,000 words pretty quickly. And then I'm like, wait, what was I doing here? And then I have to go back. And that's like the thing that's helped me up the most. So I'm just like trying, definitely trying to get better at it, but it's definitely nice if you could write faster, but then you, if you don't know what you're doing, you have to like fix it. And it, I feel it's then you have to also time. edit fast, which that's is too, always yeah. the hard part. I'm so, so slow at editing. <laughs> it's not even funny. <laughs> All right. Well, I really appreciate you coming on seal. It was really great to talk to you. You got me really interested in Lord of the Rings fan fiction now. Um, okay. <laughs> I have to, I have to promo a Lord of the Rings fan fiction because oh, I please. actually dedicated, I dedicated Bluebird to the author of this fan fiction because oh, cool. it was so inspirational and is one of the greatest things I've ever read in my life. Okay. So this Lord of the Rings fan fiction is called Sansuk. Uh, it's very easy to find because if you go to archive of our own and go to the Lord of the Rings section, and you just decide to search by kudos, it is the very first fic that shows up. Oh, that's um, cool. It is in it's incredible. It's amazing. Uh, it's if you it, it is somehow so canon compliant and yet wow. also so different from canon. Um, it's got all the stuff that I missed from Lord of the Rings. It's got all the yeah. gay stuff. It's got like more female characters on screen. Oh, awesome. It's got so much dwarf world building, which I just, oh, oh I love cool. so much. <laughs> um, it's amazing. I highly recommend. Uh, I rec I feel like I recommend this to every single person who says, oh yeah, I like Lord of the Rings. I'm like, you have to read this goddamn fan fiction. Yeah, it's yeah, amazing. Yeah. Incredible. Spectacular. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely going to check that out. I feel like that's what I need in my life right now. So. <laughs> Well, that's really cool. Um, when I, once I find that, I'll actually put the link in and we'll put that in the description too. That way we can send more people that way. <laughs> 
That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Like I said, I really appreciate, you know, you coming on and taking the time, um, you know, to our audience, make sure you go and um, check out the description for always. You guys have been coming for a long time. Um, so I assume you guys know where you're going, but just in case you don't know, Spotify, YouTube, RSS.com, you can find seals, uh, books, uh, links, all the social medias, things like that in those descriptions. So make sure you go and do that. The first one will be her website where you can find her book. Thank you so much again, Seal. I hope you have a great rest of the day. Any other time you want to come on and talk about fan fiction or writing or, you know, Star Trek, uh, trash some Star Wars like The Last Jedi, that is totally fine with me. You just yeah, let me know. Thank we'll you so much happen. for having me. It's yeah, been yeah. great. Anytime, anytime. We have a good rest of the day and I will talk to you later, my friend. You too. Bye. Bye.